I welcome you today to our week of Bible studies. We're still in the wonderful little book of 1 John, which uh, is so exciting because it gives us so many basic truths. It's, it's simply written. The truths are profound. But yet, I think they're such that we can grasp them as God's Spirit speaks to our hearts and, and shows us what's there. We're actually in the fourth chapter and we're studying verses 7 through 12, and let me read them again today as we begin. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love toward us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. We talked, first of all, uh, in looking at what John is saying to us in these verses, and we, we, we talked about the fact that there's an appeal here for us to love, a challenge for us to love, a call for us to love like God loves. And then he gives us an example of that kind of love. And, of course, that example is Jesus. And he says that if we want to know what this love is like, how God showed his love and and revealed his love, then we see it in the fact that he sent his one and only son into the world to save the world. By this, he says, the love of God was revealed or shown in that he sent his only begotten son into the world. And the, the word begotten is a word which we don't really use much anymore, and it's used only in the New Testament by John, and he uses it five times. And he uses it three times in his gospel and twice in this little, little letter. And what he's primarily saying is Jesus is the unique son of God the only begotten, the only one of his kind. He is God's son in a sense that no one else is or can be the son of God. And the fact that God sent his son reveals something of his, of his prior existence because you, when someone's born in this world, we don't talk about them being sent here. We talk about them starting here. Babies are not sent into the world from some other place. They're born in this world. As the perfect man Jesus was born in the world, but as the eternal son, he was sent into the world. And in the sending of his son, his unique only son, God proved his love for us. As the, as the scripture tells us, it is, it is God who really shows us that love. And it's only as God's heart cares for us that he can offer us his only begotten son. Dr. H.A. Ironside, a great preacher in Chicago some years ago, often told the story of the woman who came to him and said, I don't have any use for the Bible, and I don't care anything about this Christian superstition. It is enough for me to know that God is love. Dr. Ironside said to her, well, do you know that? She replied, of course I know that. I've known it all my life. Well, he said, do you think everyone knows that? Oh, yes, she said, everyone knows God is love. Well, he said, do you think the woman in India who thinks she has to jump into the Ganges River or the man who there who thinks he has to jump into that river to wash his sins away, and um, maybe there's there are crocodiles there, and and she said, do they they do you think they 
uh, have this concept that God is love? Well, she said, no, that's, that's probably not true. That, that, that's mere superstition. Well, do you think the person in Africa who bows before idols of wood and stone would believe that God is love? And she said, well, in every civilized country, we know that God is love. Well, how do we know that, he asked. How do we know that God is love? And she, she was unable to really explain how. And he said, well, let me tell you how. Because he sent his son into the world and manifested himself as love. The Bible tells us that Jesus came because God so loved the world. And you see, that's it, folks. That's how we know God is love, because he proved it. You can talk about love all day. It's like the young man who, who called his girlfriend on the phone and said, I'll come see you tonight unless it rains. Well, and he'd already said to her that he would climb the highest mountain and swim the deepest rivers and walk through the most difficult forest. But then he says, if it doesn't rain, that doesn't sound very much like his love is too deep if he doesn't want to get wet. The point being is that love manifests itself. Love reveals itself. Love proves itself. Love shows itself. And that's revealed in Christ's coming. And also there's the purpose of his coming. John gives us two reasons why Christ came and when he talks about how he's revealed in this agape love. First, he says that God sent his only begotten son into the world so that we might have life through him. So that's the first reason, to have life through him. Jesus is the life giver. And that's why the Bible says, For God so loved the world that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. All through John's gospel, life is one of the major words, and it's also mentioned here in 1 John. The Bible tells us that we're dead in our trespasses and sins, but when Jesus comes into our lives, we come alive, and that's when we come alive to God. That's when we come alive to spiritual things. That's when our world changes and we see life in a new dimension and we see life with a new perspective. The Bible also says in these verses that the purpose of Christ's death, verse 10, is that he sent his son to be the, the one who paid the sacrifice for our sins. Now, this is a difficult word in, in the Greek and to describe this, and it's a word which, which pictures uh, someone who dies as a mighty conqueror, not as a weak martyr, but as a, di- a mighty conqueror to pay the penalty for someone else, that someone else might be forgiven. And that's what God did in the sending of his son. But this love was also revealed uh, in, in the greatness in its greatness, as we see the ones who received that love, Jesus died for us, the Bible says. He came to be our Savior, to provide for us salvation. The world includes all of us. And that's why when we see all of the evil around us, we read about all the death and murder and rape and everything else that's going on, and we hear about it even in our neighborhoods. We know that that's why Jesus came. He came to die for us, to pay the penalty of all that sin that we have committed. You see, the measuring stick of love is not that we love God, but that he loves us. And he loves us where we are. He loves us as we are. He loves us uh, no matter what's going on. And there's a debt to be paid because of that love, he says in verses 11 and 12. He says, if God so loved us, we ought ought also to love one another. And ought here is a word of moral responsibility, moral obligation. It's a strong word. It means that we have a responsibility to love other people, even like Christ has loved us. 
and has provided for us. And, and I believe it's important for us to recognize today you and I are loved, but we can also be not only recipients of love, but we can be participants in love and we can be givers of love as God works through us. Let's let him do that today. Hope you have a great day. God bless you.